The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. The Dublin Citizens Assembly have voted in favour of the creation of a new role, a new mayor's role uh, for the city with a range of power, similar to what you might find in other international cities. Their final report was presented to the Taoiseach today uh, by their chair, Jim Gavin, who I'm delighted to say is with me in studio. Uh, Jim, thanks a million for for coming in. Um, I I know this is kind of the culmination of of, uh, several months of work from you and others, and I'm sure you'd like to pay tribute to everybody involved. I would, yeah. And first of all, Kieran, thanks for having me. I suppose the first thing to clarify is that this piece of work that we did, uh, it wasn't the programme of government. So the programme of government have determined that Dublin should have a directly elected mayor. What we were asked to do was to, to consider what type of mayor, like what type of mm. responsibility should the mayor have and uh, what powers and, and what, what, what structures should sit around that particular mayor. But yeah, I'd just like to, to, to I mean, it was an absolute privilege to be asked by on Taoiseach um, last March to, 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 um, to chair this assembly. It was made up of, of 80 members. Um, I was the independent chairperson. There was 67 randomly selected citizens of Dublin. Um, and people who were, what was innovative about this particular assembly was that we had a lot of people who were not citizens of Ireland, who were not born in Ireland. So mm. we got a great, we had a great diversity, great debates. And we also had 12 councillors selected from the four local authorities. So um, we commenced our business in, 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 in April, Kieran, and we finished up in, in October. And the, um, we were addressed by a whole host of people, you know, political scientists, um, local government experts, international mayors, uh, the mayor of, of, of Manchester, Chester, Chester, Paris and Boston spoke to, to, to the assembly. Um, we had some serving of former politicians and indeed the four CEOs of Dublin and mm. the mayors and the Cahirlock spoke to us. So um, what is interesting, I think, is that the assembly members, um, after all of that debate and rigour, have have voted in favour of of uh, of, um, of of electing a new powerful mayor in Dublin that will have wide ranging powers and responsibilities. And again, similar to other major international mm. cities. And it's probably important for me to say that this is not a Dublin in competition with Waterford, Cork, Belfast, Athlone, Galway. This is Dublin competing with Barcelona, Copenhagen okay. and other, other major cities around the world. So uh, before we talk about what, what those wide-ranging powers might be, uh, just a, kind of a bit of clarification for people. When we talk about Dublin, we're, we're talking about all four local authorities, one individual kind of hovering above them all. Is it just Dublin City or what do we mean? Yeah, so another thing we've, we found interesting in this particular process what that was that in Ireland we have a very centralised form of, of government um, there's, there, there are powers given to local authorities but that principle of subsidiarity where you drive the decision making down to the lowest level um, that doesn't exist in Ireland so mm. in terms of a league table of, of devolved powers to local governments Ireland would, in, the, in the European Union will be at the bottom uh, which is not a good look um, and wh- what we see is that in other major international cities, the benefit of a champion for a particular city or area of of of, um, of that particular country. So this would be a, a, a champion of Dublin, somebody who would advocate for Dublin, who and ultimately who would be responsible 
to the citizens of Dublin who elect that person. Um, so, as I said, that person has been given or been recommended to be given mm-hmm. kind of wide ranging powers by the assembly. So, but they would be a mayor for the entire county of Dublin, as voted for by everybody in the county. Is yeah, that it? Yeah. So, so the the, the, the structures that the um, the assembly voted upon was that the four local authorities would remain mm. um, that the councillors indeed should should should, um, should be I suppose recognised for the work that they do but yes this this directly elected mayor would sit on top of that currently we have um, our Carheelach or our Lord Mayor of Dublin they have no executive powers no. Um, they have a ceremonial function and indeed they, they, they are the Carheelach they are the chair of, of, of that particular um, of that particular local authority where the executive power lies is with the chief executive of that local authority who has no mandate from the people, who is appointed by um, uh, by, by the Department so, of, of Housing. So, so this new mayor would have the executive powers that those CEOs currently have. Is that the idea? Exactly. So if, if Kieran, if you, if you um, put yourself on the ticket and part of your mandate was, for example, to I'm going to deliver um, uh, the metro, for example, uh, the citizens of Dublin would, would see that and say, well, this is Kieran's agenda and we will vote for Kieran or for Kira based on your mandate. So there's a whole range of powers. Yeah, let's talk about them because I, I want to make this tangible for people. Yeah. You know, what, what types of powers might this new person have? What could they change about the city? So if you think about the, the, the mayor of, of, of the mayor of directly elected mayor of Manchester, directly elected mayor of, of, of London, um, they have powers in terms of devolved powers in terms of, of responsibility for, for housing, homelessness, transport, nighttime economy. Um, for example, we have a, a there has been uh, talked about a crisis in the city centre at night time with, with, with transport, with taxis, with the bus service getting home. Um, it's sometimes difficult to get who is actually responsible for that. If there's a direct elected mayor, that person is, is responsible. If we see um, some vandalism, some some antisocial behaviour in some parts of the city, sometimes we see the a minister being rolled out. If we have a direct elected mayor. The mayor's responsibility and policing is part of that power that they would have the, I suppose, the ability to convene um, a, a meeting with the commissioner of of, of Agardish Econa to make possibly direct resources to a particular area. So mm. it is quite it is quite wide ranging what the city's citizens assembly have recommended. So this recommendation I was with and Taoiseach, you handed it in uh, today uh, to Leo Varadkar. What is it you hope will be done about it? Well. Therein lies the challenge, Kieran. <laughs> uh, this has happened, um, and I didn't. I don't know. Didn't know much about local politics and local governance. You do now. Yeah, I do now. <laughs> yeah, after after the, the nine months of it. But um, uh, what is interesting is that is that um, it, this idea is not new. It's been around since two thousand and one. It fell away twenty fourteen. It nearly got over the line. It, w- it was taken away. So what we expect now is that the, the that we do see some political courage. Um, it's welcome that the, the statements from the T shock. Um, there, there, there's welcome statements from um, the, the, the minister of, of local housing, local government, Dara O'Brien from the minister of state for, for local housing, um, local government and planning. And what we want to see now is as part of the of, of the I suppose our terms of reference was we had to get the report back on time, which we have done by the end of the year. It is now referred, I suppose, by the government to a, a relevant committee, 
within mm. within the within the Oireachtas, they'll come up with some. They'll reflect on the citizens' report. They will then make make recommendations um, for um, for the government, and then the government will act upon it. One thing I, I would like to say is yeah. that um, the assembly members. Um, uh, uh, Make, made a recommendation to have a plebiscite uh, whether Dublin needs a directly elected mayor. Now, I didn't know that there was one in, a plebiscite in Cork for Cork, Limerick um, and Waterford a number of years ago and Limerick out of the three mm. were the only um, city to, to, to vote for a directly elected mayor we, and we'd hope to see that um, take fruition later on this year. But the, this, the Citizens' Assembly recommended that the government go to the citizens of Dublin with a plebiscite yeah. explaining as we're doing here, what exactly will this mean for me as a citizen? Do I actually want to have a directly elected mayor? From from my particular perspective, having been involved in this for the last nine months, I I, I think we do. Oh, well, listen, uh, thanks a million for explaining it all uh, to us, Jim. And I suppose you and everybody else to be commended for all of that work over the last nine months. Uh, Jim Gavin, who is chair... Was chair, is chair, was chair, was chair officially of the uh, Dublin Citizens uh, Assembly. Uh, a lot of people, I'm sure, would have strong views. Now, 53106, uh, the text number, if you want to get in touch. Uh, Derek Mooney is with me now. Derek's a public affairs a consultant and former uh, Irish government advisor. Uh, Derek, you're very, very welcome to the show. I mean, this is, as, as Jim quite rightly said, this is a debate that has been around for several years, a debate that you've been engaged with. What is your view on this proposal? First and foremost, I think the Citizens' Assembly is due a great vote of thanks from, for, for the work it's done. Jim has chaired it brilliantly. They had very specific terms of reference, which was accepting that this is a good idea. Let's move forward to see how you could structure it. My difficulty with it is, is that they're drawing comparisons that don't really stand up. If you look at the latest census figure, the population of Dublin, the greater Dublin area, the area that would be covered by a directly elected mayor, is roughly 28% of the entire population. So you're talking about having a direct elected mayor with a mandate second only to that of the president. And that is going to, unless it has real powers, unless the powers that Jim has advocate, has, Jim has set out there in terms of the report, but also mm. further powers, unless that's given to the mayor, basically it's going to turn into a bully pulpit. And what you're going to, ha- I think it's a formula for gridlock between the elected government and the mayor. You're going to have the government effectively seeing itself as representing only 70% of the population and the mayor representing 30% of the population. And I think that's a formulation for gridlock. I think the we look at various other models and people say, oh, there's a mayor in Paris, there's a mayor in yeah. Berlin, there's a mayor. But they're relative size to the rest of the country. So mayor of London, London has a population of about 10 million. The population of the UK is around 70 million. Population, the, the mayor of Paris represents an area of 2 million. Because it's not all of Paris Metro. It's actually just the mayor of Paris is, is the central bit of Paris. So I think we're, we're missing out on the scale on that one. I don't see politically government giving the level of authority and power to the mayor that they need to have. Jim makes a very, very good point. So you have a highly centralized system of government here. And it is not going to decentralize out to a one. At one so a, 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 turkeys, a turkeys don't vote for Christmas argument. Um, I wouldn't call them all turkeys, but yeah, but that's we're 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 in that ballpark, all right, yeah. And I, I, which is the difficulty. Like one of the things that many you talk to councillors will tell you about the difficulty of making decisions and how much stuff has to go back to the Department of Housing and the Department of Environment. You, you also have Jim alluded to it there, which is the system of local government we have is the powers effectively vested in the city manager. Now, I accept that we. One thing I think there is no argument about is that it just. Dublin can't keep going on the way it's going. It has the authority is outside of Dublin. 
the, the, the current structures aren't working. Mm. But I just wonder, are we immediately jumping for the idea of a directly elected mayor? And this idea, as Jim rightly says, has been out and about for at least two two decades or more. But we've never moved one step for, for, forwards. He rightly makes the point that Limerick voted for this in 2019. We're now into 2023 and there are still only hints of when there might actually be, might actually be a mayor in place. And the other hint, like I know Jim made kind of a reference there that he was hoping to be progress made on it later this year. I would be very surprised if you see a directly elected mayor of Limerick before 2024. Well, listen, I guess these are all of the arguments that are going to be thrashed out were there to be a plebiscite, which is one of the recommendations uh, as yep. well. And ultimately, uh, the people will decide. Derek Mooney, Public Affairs and Ar- former Irish Government Advisor, Jim Gavin, as well, Chair, a former Chair, as he says, of the Dublin Citizens Assembly. Thank you both very much for joining me. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.